0: The autobiography of Madame Kion by Jean Kion, chapter nineteen. This is a Librivox recording. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Scarcely had I arrived at Paris when I readily discovered the black designs entertained against both Father Lacombe and me, Father Lamont who conducted the whole tragedy artfully dissembled according to his custom flattering me to my face while he was aiming the keenest wounds behind my back he and his confederates wanted for their own interest to persuade me to go to montarquis my native place hoping thereby to get the guardianship of my children "'and to dispose of both my person and effects. "'All the persecutions from Father Lamont and my family "'have been attended on their part with views of interest. "'Those against Father Lacombe have sprung from rage and revenge "'because he, as my director, did not oblige me to do what they wanted, "'as well as out of jealousy.' i may enter into a long detail on this sufficient to convince all they were but i suppress to avoid prolixity i shall only say that they threatened to deprive me of what little i had reserved to myself to this i only replied that i would not go to law that if they were resolved to take from me what little I had left, little indeed in comparison of what I had given up, I would surrender it entirely to them, being quite free and willing not only to be poor but to be even in the very extremity of want in imitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I arrived at Paris on Magdalene's Eve 1686 exactly five years after my departure from that city after father la combe arrived he was soon followed and much applauded i perceived some jealousy in father Lamont. hereupon but did not think that matters would be carried as far as they have been the greater part of the barnabites of paris and its neighborhood joined against father la combe induced from several causes that particularly related to the order but all the calumnies and evil attempts were overthrown by the unaffected piety he manifested and the good which multitudes reaped from his labors i had deposited a little sum of money in his hand with the consent of his superior to serve for the entrance of a nun, I thought myself obliged in conscience to do it. She had, through my means, quit the new Catholics. It was that young woman whom I mentioned before whom the priest of Gex wanted to win over, as she is beautiful, though very prudent, there are always continues a cause of fear when such an one is exposed in the word. Lamant wanted to have that money and signified to father Lacombe that if he did not make me giving it to him for a wall which he had to rebuild in his convent he would make him suffer for it but the latter who is always upright, answer that he could not in conscience advise me to do anything else, but what I had already resolved in favour of that young woman. Hence Lamant and the Provincial ardently longed to satisfy their desire of revenge. They employed all their thoughts on the means of effecting it. A very wicked man, who was employed for that purpose, wrote defamatory libels, declaring that the propositions of Molinos, which had been current for two years past in France, were the sentiments of Father Lacombe. These libels were spread about in the community. Father Lamont and the provincial, acting as persons well affected to the Church, carried them to the official or judge of the ecclesiastical court who joined in the dark design. They showed them to the archbishop saying it was out of their zeal that they were exceedingly sorry that one of their fraternity was a heretic and as such execrable. They also brought me in but more moderately saying Father Lacombe was almost always at my house, which was false. I could scarcely see him at all except at the confessional, and then for a very short time. Several other things equally false they liberally gave out concerning both of us. They bethought themselves of one thing, father, likely to favor their scheme. They knew I had been at Marseille, and thought they had a good foundation for a fresh calumny. They counterfeited a letter from a person at Marseille's. I heard it was from the bishop, addressed to the archbishop of Paris, or to his official, in which they wrote the most abominable scandal. Father Lamont came to try to draw me into his snare, and to make me say, in the presence of the people whom he had brought, that I had been at Marseilles with Father Lacombe. There are, said he, shocking accounts against you, sent... "'by the Bishop of Marseilles. "'You have there fallen into great scandal with Father Lacombe. "'There are good witnesses of it,' I replied with a smile. "'The calumny is well devised. "'But it would have been proper to know, first, "'whether Father Lacombe had been at Marseilles, "'for I do not believe he was ever there in his life. While I was there, Father Lacombe was laboring at Versailles. He was confounded and went off saying, there are witnesses of its being true. He went immediately to ask Father Lacombe if he had not been at Marseille. He assured him he never had been there. They were struck, with disappointment. They then gave out that it was not Marseilles but Cicel. Now this Cicel is a place I have never been at and there is no bishop there. Every imaginable device was used to terrify me by threats, forged letters and by memorials Drawn up against me, accusing me of teaching erroneous doctrines and of living a bad life, and urging me to flee the country to escape the consequences of exposure. Failing in all this, at length Lamont took off the mask and said to me in the church, Before La Combe, "'It is now, my sister, that you must think of fleeing. "'You are charged with crimes of a deep die.' "'I was not moved in the least, "'but replied with my usual tranquillity. "'If I am guilty of such crimes, "'I cannot be too severely punished. "'Wherefore, I will not flee or go out of the way.' I have made an open profession of dedicating myself to God entirely. If I have done things offensive to Him, whom I would wish both to love and to cause to be loved by the whole world, even at the expense of my life, I ought by my punishment to be made an example to the world. But if I am innocent, For me to flee is not the way for my innocence to be believed. Similar attempts were made to ruin Father Lacombe. He was grossly misrepresented to the king and an order procured for his arrest and imprisonment in the Bastille. Although on his trial he appeared quite innocent, ...and they could not find anything whereupon to ground a condemnation. Yet they made the king believe he was a dangerous man in the article of religion. He was then shut up in a certain fortress of Bastille for life. But as his enemies heard that the captain in that fortress esteemed him and treated him kindly they had him removed into a much worse place god who beholds everything will reward every man according to his works i know by an interior communication that he is very well content and fully designed to god La month now endeavoured more than ever to induce me to flee assuring me that "'if I went to Montarquis, I should be out of trouble, "'but that if I did not, I should pay for it. "'He insisted on my taking him for my director, "'to which I could not agree. "'He decried me wherever he went "'and wrote to his brethren to do the same. "'They sent me very abusive letters,' assuring me that if I did not put myself under his direction, I was undone. I have the letters by me still. One father desired me in this case to make a virtue of necessity. Nay, some advised me to pretend to put myself under his direction and to deceive him. I abhorred the thought of deceit. I bore everything with the greatest tranquility, without taking any care to justify or defend myself, leaving it entirely to God, to order as He should please about me. Herein, He was graciously pleased to increase the peace of my soul while everyone seemed to cry against me and to look on me as an infamous creature except those few who knew me well by a nearer union of spirit. At church I heard people behind me exclaim against me, and even some priests say it was necessary to cast me out of the church. I left myself to God without reserve, being quite ready to endure the most rigorous pains and tortures, if such were his will. I never made any solicitation either for Father Lacombe or myself, though charged with that among other things. Willing to owe everything to God, I have no dependence on any creature. I will not have it said that any but God had made Abraham, Genesis fourteen twenty three. To lose all for him is my best gain, and to gain all without him would be my worst loss. Although at this time so general an outcry was raised against me, God did not fail to make use of me to gain many souls to himself. The more persecution raged against me, the more children were given me, on whom the lord conferred great favors through his handmaid one must not judge of the servants of god by what their enemies say of them nor by their being oppressed under calumnies without any resource jesus christ expired under pangs god uses the like conduct towards his dearest servants to render them conformable to his Son, in whom he is always well pleased. But few place that conformity where it ought to be. It is not in voluntary pains or austerities, but in those which are suffered in a submission ever equal to the will of God. In a renunciation of our whole selves, to the end that God may be our all in all, conducting us according to his views, and not our own, which are generally opposite to his. All perfection consists in this entire conformity with Jesus Christ, not in shining things which men esteem. It will only be seen in eternity, who are the true friends of God. Nothing pleases him but Jesus Christ and that which bears his mark or character. They were continually pressing me to flee, though the archbishop had spoken to me and beaten me not to leave Paris. But they wanted to give the appearance of criminality both to me and to Father Lacombe by my flight. They knew not how to make me fall into the hands of the official. If they accused me of crimes, it must be before other judges. Any other judge would have seen my innocence. The false witness would have run the risk of suffering for it. They continually spread stories of horrible crimes, but the official assured me that he had heard no mention of any. He was afraid lest I should retire out of his jurisdiction. They then made the king believe that I was a heretic, that I carry on an literary correspondence with Molinos. I never knew there was a molinos in the world till the gazette had told me of it that i had written a dangerous book and that on those accounts it would be necessary to issue an order to put me in a convent that they might examine me i was a dangerous person it would be proper for me to be locked up to be allowed no commerce with anyone since i continually held assemblies which was very false to support this calumny my handwriting was counterfeited and a letter was forged as from me that i had great designs but fear that they would prove abortive through the imprisonment of father la combe for which reason i had left off halting assemblies at my house, being too closely watched, but that I would hold them at the houses of other persons. This forged letter they showed the king, and upon it an order was given for my imprisonment. This order would have been put in execution two months sooner than it was, had I not fallen very sick. I had inconceivable pains and a fever. Some thought that I had a gathering in my head. The pain I suffered for five weeks made me delirious. I had also a pain in my breast and a violent cough. Twice I received the Holy Sacrament as I was thought to be expiring. One of my friends had acquainted father la not knowing him to have had any hand in father la combe's imprisonment that she had sent me a certificate from the inquisition in father la combe's favour having heard that his own was lost this answered a very good purpose for they had made the king believe that he had run away from the inquisition but these show the contrary. Father Lamont then came to me when I was in excessive pain, counterfeiting all the affection and tenderness in his power and telling me that the affair of Father Lacombe was going on very well, that he was just ready to come out of prison with honor, that he was very glad of it, "'If he had only this certificate, he would soon be delivered.' "'Give me it, then,' said he, and he will be immediately released. "'At first I made a difficulty of doing it. "'What?' said he. "Will you be the cause of ruining poor Father Combe, "'having it in your power to save him and cause us that affliction?' for want of what you have in your hands. I yielded, ordering it to be brought and given him. But he suppressed it and gave out that it was lost. It never could be got from him again. The ambassador from the court of Turin sent a messenger to me for this certificate. "'designing the proper use of it to serve Father Combe. "'I referred him to Father Lamont. "'The messenger went to him and asked him for it. "'He denied I had given it to him, saying, "'Her brain is disorder, which makes her imagine it. "'The man came back to me and told me his answer.' The persons in my chamber bore witness that I had given it to him. Yet all signified nothing. It could not be got out of his hands. But on the contrary, he insulted me and caused others also to do it, though I was so weak that I seemed to be at the very gates of death. They told me they only waited for my recovery to cast me into prison. He made his brethren believe that I had treated him ill. They wrote to me that it was for my crimes that I suffer, and that I should put myself under the control of Father Lamont. otherwise I should repent it, that I was mad, and ought to be bound, and was a monster of pride, since I would not suffer myself to be conducted by Father Lamanth. Such was my daily feast in the extremity of my pain, deserted of my friends, and oppressed by my enemies, the former being ashamed of me through the calumnies which were forged and industriously spread. The latter let loose to persecute me, under all which I kept silence, leaving myself to the Lord. There was not any kind of infamy, error, sorcery or sacrilege of which they did not accuse me. As soon as I was able to be carried to the church in a chair, I was told I must speak to the prepend. It was a snare converted between Father Lamont and the canon at whose house I lodged. I spoke to him with much simplicity, and he approved of what I said. Yet, two days after, they gave out that I had uttered many things, and accused many persons, and from hence they procured the punishment of sundry persons with whom they were displeased, persons whom I had never seen, or of whom I never heard. They were men of honor. One of them was punished, because he said, my little book is a good one. It is remarkable that they say nothing to those who prefix the appropriations and that, far for condemning the book, it has been reprinted since I have been in prison and advertisements of it have been posted up at the Archbishop's Palace and all over Paris. In regard to others, when they find faults in their books, they condemn the books and leave the person at liberty. But as for me, my book is approved, sold, and spread, while I am kept a prisoner for it. The same day that those gentlemen were punished, I received a lettre de cachet or seal order to repair to the convent of the visitation of saint mary in a suburb of saint adouin i received it with a tranquillity which surprised the bearer exceedingly he could not forbear expressing it having seen the extreme sorrow of those who were only punished he was so touched with it as to shed tears and although his order was to carry me off directly, he was not afraid to trust me, but left me all the day, desiring me to repair to St. Mary's in the evening. On that day, many of my friends came to see me, and found me very cheerful, which surprised such of them as knew my case. I could not stand... I was so weak, having the fever every night, it being only a fortnight since I was thought to be expiring, I imagined they would leave me, my daughter and maid to serve me. End of chapter 19. Athens, Greece. July of 2009.